that shouldn't matter. Did he do something that deserved to be shot? In this case, most people say yes, that should be it. Why are we doing the same shit that we accused the media of doing to us? That's what I didn't get. So now, because we know, unfortunately, it will happen again when the police kills one of us and they do that to us. Y'all can't say shit because y'all have shown that y'all do the same thing. That's all I got on that. What up, what up, what up, what up? It's Three Brothers No Sense, your favorite barbershop-style podcast. I am Tavares Ferguson, a.k.a. Ferg. Join my co-hosts, Buff and Rizy. Fellas, tell them what's on your minds. A lot. A whole lot. Uh, I imagine, knowing how I know Rizy, he probably is going to touch on some of this, so I'm going to try to be quick as possible. Uh, If you are a... Especially a woman, but if you're a person that believes in a woman's right to choose, if you are a member of the LGBTQIA plus community, if you are someone with a uh, a black child that you would like to be considered to uh, be accepted at a PWI, and if you are someone who has uh, student loans that you are struggling to pay. If you're any of those people and you stayed home in 2016 because you were worried about Hillary's emails or, you know, you felt like both sides are just as bad. Shut the f- up. You get no say so. Take it ever. And <laughs> you know what? For you people, I'm happy the Supreme Court did what they did. For years, we've told you elections matter. 45 got not one, not two, three Supreme Court picks in one term. We could have had, for the first time in my lifetime, a progressive Supreme Court for at least the next 20 years. Instead, what we got is a 50-year-old Amy Comey Barrett, a 57-year-old Brett Kavanaugh, a 54-year-old Neil Gorsuch, all appointed by Trump. The oldest member on the Supreme Court is Clarence Thomas, and that's 74. That's not even really that old. Mm -hmm. So even if Biden wins again, there's a chance he may not even get another Supreme Court pick. And and you know how likely it is for the same party to win three presidential elections in a row. So more than likely, come 2028, we're looking at a Republican president if Biden wins. And even more, and you know, that's Clarence, and that's when Clarence Ter- Thomas is going to exactly. step down so he can open it up because they time it because yeah. they're smart exactly. because they know because they're better at politics than the Democrats. Yes, period. So that that's all I want to say. I'm going to um, sip the rest of this tea my wife made me with this apple cider vinegar in it, and I'm gonna just kick back and see if Rosie Ferg adds to it. But again, I want to tell those groups I name, not just those people in the group, but if you're in those groups. And you're upset about the Supreme Court decisions, and you didn't vote in 2016. Shut up. Uh, what, what Supreme Court decision are you talk, speaking of? Right? Can't, can't be well, anything that and, big. Well, and, and I'm glad you said that, Ferg. <laughs> Within just a year, just a year, just a year, the Supreme Court has repealed Roe v. Wade. Uh, they just ruled in favor of Lori Smith, 
that said that uh, companies can now pretty much discriminate if they don't want to uh, work for a, a member of the gay community, like this woman who designs websites for weddings, a gay couple came to her, just like that Kate case about five years ago. Uh, they they have the right to refuse. By the way, Kristen Wagner, her lawyer, the same lawyer for the Cake uh, Company that uh, won his case as well. Hey, she beasting right now, at least for her side. Uh, mm-hmm. They also got rid of um, affirmative action and student loan forgiveness. They said, "No, y'all got to pay that money." So that's all in one year. Oh, did no you mention? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> there was one other. Is it one more? Am I missing one? Yeah, yeah. Got Roe v. Wade, LGBTQ, affirmative action, student loan forgiveness. Is it one more? It's probably one more. It's one more. It's one more big one, too. What's so funny is... Um... Oh, oh, Voting Rights Act. Ah, yeah, is. Yeah. So preclearance. They overturned preclearance, which is why we got all these... Um, laws that are prohibiting people from voting. Yep. Yeah, so I guess voting is important. <laughs> Just a little bit. Because Just a little bit. what you know people But the most recent one uh, for the folks that don't listen and hopefully y'all don't use us for your news source but if you do use us for your news source um, oh. just today or yesterday uh, the Supreme Court, over- Court overturned uh, the affirmative action um, policy. And so um, Harvard, they said that Harvard and I think it's UNC, their admissions policies are racist because they use race as a basis for admissions, basically affirmative action. Um, and so they overturned that. That doesn't necessarily mean that affirmative action is gone. Just want to throw that out there. What it means is that because affirmative action doesn't mean that you have to have a quota or anything like that. Affirmative action is you have a plan to go out, recruit, talk to, and and get people to apply. Uh, and and so what they were saying is Harvard and UNC they had policies that I guess said that basically like quotas and things like that, which aren't actually affirmative action things. Um, that was just their policies. Uh, but it, it's again going back to that slippery slope. That's how everybody's taking it. Is that it's affirmative action is no longer needed or that you don't need affirmative action anymore more than likely what's going to happen is they're going to start pressing the government now to not follow through on affirmative action um and enforcement and things like that so we'll see but again i echo what buff said shut the up um all i had man well a lot like you said a lot went on uh angela bassett has her oscar finally they gave her an honorary one because they couldn't find it in their hearts to actually give her a Oscar for one of her performances. And she's had plenty that were Oscar worthy. Um, but at the same time, I, every time she lost, I felt like the person she lost to probably deserved it a little bit more. I know we want to give Angela Bassett an Oscar, but it's a competition and, and timing is everything with it, but she has her Oscar. So for everybody that was screaming, Angela Bassett needs her Oscar. I, I don't know. That's something that's a big deal to folks to even get that. She has an Oscar now. So, yeah, yay, is it, Angela. Is it, is it the same, though? It's not. It's like okay. an honorary doctorate. Yeah. Like, eh, do I really call you a doctor if you got an honorary doctorate? I think Lil Wayne has an honorary doctorate. So, you know, 
it's on par with like those lifetime achievement awards. It's like it acknowledges what you've done, mm-hmm. like over time, and you know your accumulation of just films and work are just awesome. But there's just there hasn't been one that stood off stood out enough at the right time. Are there a lot of honorary Oscars? No. I think there's only a few. I, like this was a, a big deal because I, I I think it may have been like a recent thing. They they don't give honorary Oscars out. They'll give lifetime achievements and stuff like that, but they won't give honorary Oscars out. I wonder what the criteria is. It's like, look, man, you you're the you're the, like the best player with no ring, right? Right, right. So I, and, I think that. It's it's wild. But speaking of lifetime achievements, um, have y'all watched Juvie's Tiny Desk concert yet? Not yet. We won't probably watch it in the morning. Man, yeah. After we finish recording, man, y'all need to go watch that. Watch it first thing in the morning, something because it is dope. Him, Manny Fresh, they had a live band going. It is dope how he did it. You can tell Juvie's a little old, and uh, he doesn't have the wind that he used to because uh, he couldn't sing all of his songs. But or sing or rap all of his songs, but you know it is what it is. It was, I mean, nostalgia taking over for the nine nine two thousand like class of ninety nine right there and in a tiny desk. It was a dope concert for the little twenty three minutes or whatever that it is. So go check it out if you haven't checked it out, folks. It's on YouTube or you can go to NPR and watch that. So that's all I got, man. But I'm, I, I mean, it was dope. Yeah, I, I enjoy those. I, I might check it out. Um, uh, I'm assuming 45, 46 year old Juvie singing back that ass up just doesn't, you know, seem like it's. Um, it still gets you hype. I, you, you know, I'm not a fan of that song. Yeah, but that I mean, that's like the last two minutes of the of the part, though. Come, yeah, come I mean, come Juvie come has a again, bunch sir? of hits. You're not a fan of back that. I, I just think because it's the it was a woke of my senior year in high school, freshman in college, where I just it got overplayed, oh, and yeah, I just feel like we can't get you know you got to think perfect timing. We were we were seniors, we danced back that ass up. I feel like right there it was in something, and then being at fam that year, they played it. At Every pep rally, every set Friday, every party, you know, like, and then for years and years, like, you can't really go to an event. And, and just, I just like, I'm so over the song. Like, it, and it's just like, same thing. People run to the dance floor, and I'm just like, I'm, I'm just so over this. I think it was Don't just, let the I respect the song. That. Huh? Don't let the Deltas hear you say that. You I know that's really their jam. I Deltas really stroll to that. Yeah. Yeah. And fam, they don't. Everywhere else, they do. Fam is different anyway. Y'all are uh, y'all own microcosm of Well, they America. don't show that is we realize that they have different songs they stroll to all over because I think the Deltas and I can't remember the Deltas in Texas stroll to. But I know the uh the K's stroll to Set It, Set off. it off. No. They stroll stroll to uh Scarred. What Scarred or whatever it is? The 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 ones I've Uncle seen stroll to are uh, yes, yes. They no, that's to that's some Florida shit right there. Like, no, <laughs> that is that is that is Texas, bro. Yeah. Texas, no, 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 no. They set it off in uh, Florida, baby boy. Uh, you I mean Texas? The first time I yeah. saw that, 
Because Texas uh, Alphas have a, a weird stroll. Yeah. They do or whatever. I think yeah. I, I'm trying to think yeah. about a Delta stroll too. I, I want to say it might be Breakhouse or something. It's 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 all off. Like I don't to go to real? nothing. No, not here. The bridge. Oh, you're, talking about, you're still talking about Texas. So. Yeah. So the only reason I remember what the cage stroll to is because when I when I saw it the first time, it threw me off so much. I thought it was a joke. <laughs> you know, and I thought it was a joke. And I'm like, man, okay, because they they got That's a they got all the way on the stroll to man. And so they strolled to that. And then I think it was like a Greek picnic again. And they kept strolling to it. And I'm like, I think this is their shit. And I was just so <laughs> disappointed. And so it's just, I was, it, it stood out so much that I was just like, I can never forget how disappointed I was because from our deltas, K's, Kappa's, Alpha's, like, I, I don't, they all have the best songs for out of all the groups I've seen and uh, across the nation. So maybe I'm just spoiled. But um, man, not a lot going on. I just got back from a family reunion. I had the, a great time at the Hollis family reunion in Mobile, Alabama this past weekend. I uh, got to hang out with uh, my cousins, my family. I uh, got to hang out with Huli from Truth Be, Ho- Be, Trolls, uh, Truth Be <laughs> Told Sports. It was funny because I called him Huli and the rest of the family was like, who the hell is Huli? Uh, mm-hmm. And his dad of the same name was like, what the hell? And he's like, where'd that come from? And we're like, I don't know. He said he started calling me Huli, probably eighth grade and been calling him ever since. And so I didn't like it at first until the girls started calling me Huli and the rest is history. But uh, family reunion, just I was talking to uh, Buff about it. It was great just because my kids got to see the family and it was uh it came full circle i remember being that age coming to the family union with my kids well as as a, as a kid and meeting people and all that stuff and now it's me bringing my kids you know doing the same thing you know all the stuff that the grown-ups were doing we're, we're, the, we're those grownups now. And it's just like, man, I can't believe that. And just kind of when you think about the whole family history, family tree uh, on that side, our great granddad had five daughters. And so from those five daughters, we got all of us, you know, like it, it's, you know, um, and just seeing those those branches of that tree and just trying to explain to especially Skylar how you know lineage works and it was just cool concept like if you just especially when you have those huge families you know, ours is a little smaller the branches go, don't go as far but just you know my grandmother who had four sisters had 14 kids so those branches you know just go out and just it's 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 just crazy so um that was the main highlight enjoying work enjoying life that's about it that I can think of off the top of my head. So let's go ahead and jump into it. Uh, where's Sophia? She's here with her contacts. I just want to, you know, y'all make sure y'all point that out that she doesn't have her glasses on. So hold on. I'll be right back. Hey. Hello. Hello. I think Hello. I know you. You look familiar, but there's something different about you. Oh, no. What is I just can't put my fingers on it. Could be hmm. the hair. 
Maybe it's the hair. Hmm. <laughs> Let me look a little closer. Maybe I got a new shirt. I think I got a new shirt. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't really know what it is. <laughs> hmm. I got contacts. <laughs> no, that's not, that can't be it. That can't be it. That's not what it is. Could never be. Yeah. Well, you can figure it out later. Okay. Well, I'll start calling you Sophie with the good eyes. <laughs> I don't have good eyes. I need contacts. <laughs> she can barely get I'm, in. She struggles. Hey man, that's why I don't want contacts. I'm I'm nervous. He, they said that they would pay me if I could teach him because he said that he's really bad at it. Yeah. He's oh, really I know. I, I know. I can't do it. That's why yeah. I wear glasses. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. I'm ready. What happened to you milk a cow in Antarctica? If you ice cream, <laughs> you scream. <laughs> Do you know it? Freeze. Uh, hey, you I... did change your name. <laughs> oh, I oh, forgot. You. I forgot. Uh, ice. Uh, milk. Ice. How could cow, you? Cow. <laughs> it's ice cream. The sandwich? <laughs> yeah. It's ice cream. <laughs> I said that. He, he kind of muttered it. He did. Yeah, I couldn't hear anything. You got con- you got new context, it not new ears. It doesn't count if you didn't hear, right? <laughs> no, it doesn't count. You just said it. You bubbled it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, ice cream. What you? Okay. All right, baby. Go ahead. Right. Yeah. I don't know about All that right, one. All right, Sophie today. with the good eyes. Yeah. Try next time. She she made that one on her own, huh? That that was a personal one. Yeah, that was a personal one. She made that one up on her own. Yeah, had to go with it. Go back to the drawing board. Yeah, yeah. I got a little bomb every once in a while. Ah, ah, appreciate ah, me. What a hater! <laughs> Daddy hate. <laughs> Daddy is hating. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and jump into it. <sighs> oh, before we start, I want to go back. And really quickly hit on one of the topics we discussed about parents, I guess, checking out or, you know, the the parent oh, kind when, of when they stop when they stop kind of trying yeah. to be see the kids. I just want to make sure and I'm pretty sure I can speak for all of us. We're not saying just when it gets tough. We're not giving fathers or mothers an excuse just because it gets a little tough or, you know, it's a headache. You know, we're not saying you need to uh, neglect your obligations either, you know, financial obligations, all that stuff. We're just saying uh, when it comes to being up, well, I'm, I will speak for me on this. When it comes to trying to be a part in that child's life, like more than financial, if if it's just uh, just an ongoing, just I can't I don't even know the word to use. Like, it's just toxic. I mean, let's I mean, if we're going to keep using that word, I think there's toxic situations, there's toxic relationships, not in just dating. It could be toxic parenting relationships. And just like um, you have to exit those. Uh, sometimes you stay for the kids. Sometimes you stay for, you know, or you leave for yourself, just like you leave marriages. It's like I. This is killing me. I'm dying slowly. You know, I'm stressed out. You know, I'm having, you know, and doesn't allow you to um, neglect your duties, but 
the the point of trying to with that same vigor to try to be in that child's life at a certain point I think in anything we all do once once you repeatedly try you know that's the definition of insanity like you keep trying to you know trying the same thing and you're just like I'm killing myself you know um, and children grow up I've seen people establish relationships with their parents later in life and that might be a situation so I just want to make sure that was clarified but let's jump into who wants to go first um, I, I can't Rosie yeah, I, I think I went first last time. Okay. Uh, I, I do think this will be a quick question, but as always, we'll see. Uh, I think about 30 states uh, have uh, done what they call ban the box, where jobs are not allowed to ask if you've been convicted uh, of a felony or been to prison or anything like that. I just want to know. Are you? Do you think companies should be forced to get rid of ban the box? Why or why not? I think it needs to be more defined. Um, I don't think it. I I agree with ban the box in general. I mean, it, it, in policy, it makes sense. They paid their dues. I also agree with giving them back their voting rights. Right? They they laws that are passed are going to affect them as citizens. You don't lose the citizenship because you did something wrong right like we said you did your you know you paid your uh, dues you know and, and everything and so at that point you should be coming out and participate in the voting or whatever and so with ban the box i think it's the same thing i feel like they they have paid their dues to society if it has nothing to do with the job then it shouldn't matter right i mean if i was convicted of murder and I'm trying to work at a bank that has nothing to do with it, right? And so that's why I say I I feel like it needs to be a little bit more constrained. Could a bank ask about, have you ever been convicted of a financial crime? I think that makes sense, right? Or um, you're working with kids and they're asking, have you ever been convicted of, you know, child sex crimes or whatever? That makes sense, right? So I I think it needs to be more than just have you ever been convicted of a felony. I think it needs to be something pertinent to the job, and I need to know that history based on that. Um, and and that is very very much different than any felony or any time you've been convicted of a crime. I'm gonna put it on this box, and so now I'm not gonna hire you based on that. I I, I vehemently disagree with that part. I agree because I mean, if our justice system, I mean, it's supposed to be to reform criminals, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, there should be some qualifications to jobs. Maybe some jobs m- may need to be, you know, restricted. But um, one in three felons find work. Especially a decent playing job after going coming out of prison. So thirty three percent of felons can't find a job. No, wait, sixty six can't. Right? You said one in three. No, thirty three percent. No, one out of three find uh, can't find a job. Find a job or can't find a job. Okay. Yeah. So you know, three of us in here, one of us can't work. Yeah. 
and then you wonder recidivism why they end up back in prison yeah there's, there's nothing for them to do other than get back in the streets go back out and do something illegal because they got to feed their family yeah. or feed themselves so what's the point of ref- uh reform like if you do the crime you pay the time whatever that is yeah something like that i did the time the time doesn't end and I mean, especially you got to think about some of these young people. You get locked up when you're 19. You made a dumbest decision. The three of us were stupid at 19. Right. We all probably could have got in trouble or the wrong day, the wrong week, the wrong month, fell on some bad time and been in a situation that led us down a path where we could all got arrested. Right. And so if we do and we become reformed, you're talking about a 19 year old that goes to jail for five, 10 years and they can't, the rest of their life is scarred. I mean, that's, that's worse than child support. I mean, like you for the rest of your life, you're 19, 18, 17 years old. Some of these, you know, we have minors in the penal system for felonies for the rest of your life. You live 60, 70 years from now. I don't know if there's like, all right, dude, okay, you've been, that was 20 years ago. We're going to expunge that from your record. I don't, I've never heard of that happening. Once you're a felon, you're always a felon. Land of the free? Like, it's, it, it's, it's, we let people come here to start over and get a second chance. But our, our, own Americans, our own people don't have a chance. You make a wrong mistake. And there's certain crimes that don't go well with your, you know, career path. Like you said, if you got convicted of a financial crime, probably don't need to work in finance. You know, anything sex crimes, you know, maybe you shouldn't be around kids. We 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 gotta give people a second chance. We gotta put money, you know. <sighs> But yeah, especially it, when you talk about like the dr- the war on drugs and things like that. I mean, if I oh if, yeah, that's I, a whole. That's if a whole if I'm convicted of a felony because I'm three strikes on on selling weed, <laughs> right? Or, or 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 even crack. I mean, truthfully, that, that has nothing to do with what yeah, I you're can 17. come. I, I'm, I'm I was an entrepreneur and I'm a good salesman. <laughs> you should be chomping at the bit to hire me. You know, I had to yeah. block hot. And so. how, how long do you serve? <laughs> we got to think. These guys are serving crazy sentences. Mm-hmm. Crazy, especially when you talk about the war on drugs and crack. I think you know we're talking ten plus years, you know, with good behavior, and they come out and the world's already going to be tough for them. They're behind the ball, you know. They haven't developed mentally and socially and stuff like that. And the last thing you want to do is make it uh, put an economic barrier to their development. You know, it, it's, it's just crazy. You know, people make this. If you really think about it. I mean, only thing that's forever is like, you know, bad STDs and freaking a felony charge. You know, like you, you can't get rid of uh, what? Eight, HIV, and herpes, herpes <laughs> and a felony charge. All of them. Same thing. You know, like think about how how long that stays on your record you can file for bankruptcy you can do all this stuff Trump's filed for bankruptcy God knows how many times he's okay he's been able to recover felons yeah. I, not so I much. love 
I love how you said we will let people come to this country at 25, 30 years old. They could have been convicted of a felony in their country, come here, and they don't have to sign that box because they can't check. There's nothing that they could check. So they actually have a bigger leg up than our people, you know, our actual citizens here in this country when it comes to that. And that's wild. So I know they're banning the box, but I think still in the interview process, there is a part where they ask about have you been convicted of any felony crimes there there's a or something during the background check there's there's no, still a in, the, in the in the in the states that the box is banned you can't ask that question either like it, it's banned they're saying banned in the box but it's banned you can't ask about a previous um like the, yes. now do do interviewers find ways around that you know, oh, I see a gap in your uh, employment history. What happened there? Right? Yeah. <laughs> that type of thing. Uh, so they find ways around it, but they can't ask about your incarceration or if you've been convicted of, of crimes. Because I remember uh, several years ago when I was still with ADP, that was a hot topic. And I'm just trying to uh, recall the the little fine points of it. And I want to say maybe you're right. It was an interview process. But once you got through the interview process, I think is you still have to do most companies ask for a background check. And mm-hmm. so in the, at the background check, that's when they can still um, make their decision on whether to uh, offer you employment. And, so and what band in the box does is it it gives you an opportunity to explain yourself like it may have been some circumstances that some employers can understand but you know with the box have you been convicted of the felony yeah you hit yes you don't even you don't even make it yeah. to the explanation process yeah so, so right that right. that is i guess that's that's the good thing about it. it's like you just have to at least get you in the door yeah. you know yeah it depends on the state and how it's written and so every state's differently so like when you talk about background checks like my company doesn't do background checks anymore because certain states don't let you do background checks some don't ban the box Mm. some won't let you ask so it depends on the state and so you know any multi-state or national uh company they they a lot of times go to the whole well i'm just gonna not ask it so a lot of times what you see is the smaller companies the in-state companies they get away with a little bit more than maybe your your multinationals or your your state um you know know, i just started a company our company is global and they still ask and maybe because mm-hmm. I'm in healthcare, and it's one of those things where, like I said, I can't be employed um, because there's a lot of credentialing that I have to do to be uh, led into hospitals. So even my company has to prove to other facilities and healthcare systems that I'm trustworthy enough to be in their facility to talk Around to the their, their staff, you know, yeah. all this stuff. So maybe that's what it is. But I haven't been with a company that has not done a background check. Mm-hmm. I expect that every time, and I I agree with both of you brothers. I, I'm I'm all for banning the box. I think you know if you have been convicted, you should be, especially if you're qualified for the job. Then you should at least get that opportunity to explain yourself. So, like I said, quick question. I think it was. Yeah. So so I, I'll flip it on that. As an employer, would you guys feel comfortable hiring a felon? Or would you want a little bit more information if, say, it's your company, right? CEO, SWAT Enterprises, we're going live and we got a felon coming in. Y'all, Are y'all comfortable um, hiring at, for whatever job? So I think, you know, it depends on what type of business we're running. Like if we're if we're opening up a financial 
uh, type of institution and you're convicted of embezzling or Ponzi scheming or something like that, then no, but we have a close friend that's a convicted felon. So it would be almost hypocritical for us to be like dead set against it. Yeah, I think um, there's it's it's things you consider. I mean, it's part of your resume, you know, you know, we all have a resume, life resume, dating resume. I talk about those things all the time. You have to be able to explain it, you know, just like your the resume or the the credit report we talk about, you know, things have more weight, maybe the newer they are. You know, are you really reformed? So if they're working for SWAT Enterprises and they just got out last year, maybe you need a little more, you know, depending on the level of the job. Maybe maybe they can start in the mailroom. That doesn't bother me. But to be my CFO and you just got out two years ago and you haven't proven yourself, just like on your credit report, certain things are weighted the closer you are to those, you know, those discrepancies. Like, you know, you're you you've been missing payments for the last year. And the last two months is when you start making your payments on time. Yeah, you still haven't proven proven to me that you can make your payments on time. But if you did that four years ago and for the last four years, you show good payment history. I can say, like, you know what? Rosie had a slump. Don't know what was going on. Let me understand the situation. But the last four years has shown me that he's more dependable. So I think there's you. You look at all that. So um I think there's going to be things that are going to there's going to be red flags. I think you said that that break in credit that break in credit is that break in work history. You know, okay, from 2008 to 2017, I don't show anything on your you know your work history. Would you care to elaborate? Well, you know, man, I got caught, man, I got caught up in a little bit. You know, like you got you got to explain to me. <laughs> 2017 to 2023, six years. You know, I've seen some growth, and you seem like you made some progress. You know. What was going on there? Uh, you might be the perfect person for the job. You know, um, we all make mistakes. Yeah, yeah, I'm right. I'm right there along with you guys. I, I, I love when you talk about the hip, being hypocritical with it, right? Like, yeah, you, we can't sit here. I know I can't sit here with a good conscience and be like, no, I wouldn't do that, uh, or I wouldn't hire them because I know, you know, that friend and that work ethic and what they bring and how experienced and how knowledgeable they are uh to say no and that that's why i wanted to bring it up i wanted everybody to kind of think that if you are a hiring manager or you own your own company or whatever don't automatically discount these folks just because they've been locked up or whatever i mean a lot of people especially in our communities get locked up for very very small things uh, and do long, long stints, right? They, they, they're felony because they got caught with, you know, an ounce or whatever, and it was for personal use. So th- those types of things is where, you know, you really do have to think about what it is they were in for, what happened, um, and, and really look at the character of the person right now, not their history. So good question, though, Buff. All right, Rizzi, I want you to go. I've, I've, I think I've had a lot of questions that have kind of lingered. So I want to make sure I give you guys a chance to. All right. So um, I had two questions. I didn't know. <sighs> Are we going to talk about um, the hoods and the, the, the kid that shot the guy for hitting his mom? Did y'all want to talk about that one? Wow, or? Man. News it? moves so fast. Ah, that feels like so long ago. But yeah, we can. I'm, I still I'm haven't good. seen the video. I just 
Okay. All right. Well, I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk, talk about talk that about. one. I, I also wanted to talk about chat GPT, but I think this one will be more interesting. It's more timely. So I'll, I'll hold off on the other one. I don't know if you guys have seen it. I, I, Ferga, I, I think you, you haven't seen the video yet, but um, over in Chicago, a young man and his mom were arrested for the son, 14 years old, shot a guy in a restaurant after the guy was started hitting and beating on his mom. They were arrested, released the next day, or I, I think they were, they were arrested on like a Friday, released on a Monday or whatever. So after, you know, the weekend, they were released and the DA said that, you know, essentially they couldn't find enough evidence or they didn't feel they had a strong enough case to be able to convict um, them of that. So they got off and now they're suing the, the police force and all of that. But I wanted to get you guys thoughts on whose side are you on with that, right? If you were that son, would you shoot that guy? Do you feel like, you know, justice was served there? And do you agree that with the DA for releasing them? So it's kind of a three-part question. If you were in the shoes, do you think that was the right thing to do in that part? Um, and then, you know, are, are you kind of aligned with what the police did? So let me get this straight. So if from from what I remember hearing or maybe I've seen, this is similar to after the incident with the young man attacking the mother. This was similar to a Trayvon Martin, Ahmaud Arbery, like running somebody down, like who has left the scene. Right. Like this is not an immediate danger. Right. This no, was- no. So he shot him once. So what happened is the guy was in the mom was arguing. The mom texts the son to come in. The son comes in. I assume, you know, brought the gun with him. Guy continues to kind of curse, berate the mom. Uh, and then just found out I was looking at some other stuff. The girlfriend was in there uh, egging him on to hit her. Um, and he's like, I'm going to hit you. And then, you know, she's telling everybody like, Let, let's go. She's like, you know, telling her son, come on, let's go. And he's like, get your food and go. Uh, but she was waiting on the food. And then he ended up hitting her. He uh, hit her a couple more times. The son shot at him, shot him once. He runs out of the uh, restaurant. The son runs behind him, continues shooting at him and firing at him. And then the guy did die based on that. So, and yes, he that's did. what I mean. Like there was no but, at that yeah. point, there was no immediate danger. Um, right. I understand what I would do. Well, first of all, there's a couple of things. Um, as long as uh, cops get to keep killing unarmed black men, I'm all about black people getting off. Full stop. <laughs> Secondly, understand what I would do, but also understand that there are repercussions for the decisions I make. So I, you know, I brought this up several episodes ago nigga logic like in your mind you're caught up in a moment I'll get that you know I love my mom, my mom I love my wife there's certain people I'm gonna protect you know with every fiber of my being uh, to my last breath but at a certain you know I can say that and if I do that and I overstep I have to be willing to deal with the, the consequences of my actions and when you go chasing somebody down the street who is no longer a threat Unless there was a uh, another threat that's like, oh, I'm going to my car and I'm I'm shooting everybody. 
white man can jump. He got a uh, he got mm-hmm. a flamethrower. Flamethrower. Like, like <laughs> then he got away with murder, right? At the end of the day, he's getting away with murder because the same way we I feel about Buddy Trayvon Martin's killer, make sure I murderer George uh, Zimmerman. George Zimmerman. George Zimmerman chasing Trayvon Martin when he was at this point. Or uh, you know, approaching like he's no longer he's not a threat. Like you're you're escalating the situation past a point of where it needs to be. Like unless, like I said, there was another threat that was perceived, then yes. And I don't know if that was like, hey, he said he was going to his. He's been known to be violent, and well, actually, he's known to be violent because he attacked them all. Um, but maybe he didn't have nothing in his car like at this point he's gone he's running he got shot he's over it they called his bluff you're chasing after somebody and kill him you know I, I, so, I, so you're good with him getting off though uh, yeah my, my nigga logic is <laughs> but if, if they if they would have convicted I'm like yeah I get it like I, I would have if he would have been convicted I would have been like that's messed up I would have protected my mom too but I get it by the by the way I interpret the law, like this ain't no stand your ground anymore. You know, this is running around, not stand your ground. So Yeah. But even at fourteen, and I I, I let me let me stop. Uh, why does but, a fourteen year old have a gun? Like there's a lot of things it was, going it, on. It was probably I mean it, it, was it wasn't him having a gun. It was, it was her gun yeah. in the car. So like that, that that's she, why she got arrested too. She, she told called him. she called him to like there's a lot of fl- red flags because at any point let's be honest you know if this was our kid like well why didn't you leave like there's a there's I I didn't hear anything about him blocking the situation all this stuff like they could have de-escalated the situation took the L on him cussing her out. And you got three people alive and not dealing with convictions or anything like that today. Sometimes we have to learn how to just walk away. So it's so many situations where we want to stand our ground and prove that we're tougher. Like she called a minor um, to bring bring a gun. gun Yeah. You know, at this point, you know, I ain't never had nobody call somebody to bring a gun on me. Like, how do you act? Think I'm this devil's advocate. Like, you just call this little nigga to bring a gun in on me. In your mind, like, there's no way he's about to shoot me. Like, this ain't about to go down. Like, she doesn't. I, I, I missed that part. At that part, she does not seem as innocent as we want to make her seem. Because she called a 14 year old to bring a gun into a, uh, with a restaurant to de escalate the situation. Rather than walk into the car and getting the f out of there, she called her 14 year old son to bring a gun into the restaurant to protect her and. She put her she put her son in danger. What if this guy had a gun? There's a lot of yeah. what if he would have shot somebody else? Like I this is almost like it's a horrible situation, but this is the best case, worst case best worst case scenario. She could have he could have shot an innocent bystander. Like yeah. there's so many things wrong with this. I got I just got frustrated all over again. I'm Byron, go. Uh so your first question. I don't know what I would have done. At 14, 14 years old, I had never shot shot a weapon before, so I, I have no idea what I would have done. Um, I think first, uh, actually, I'm surprised by your answer because so many people were rooting for this kid and his mom to um, beat the case, and they were happy at all the actions that took place. And I heard extreme versions that are different from Rosie, like 
not only did he follow the guy out, but once he shot him again outside and he fell, he shot him two more times. And then the mama was like, let's go shoot his girlfriend. And, you know, I heard extreme versions of it. I also heard a version that he didn't chase him outside. So if he didn't chase him outside, he's good with me. You protected your mom. Great. You ch- what I had a problem with, and it was this was brought up in the text thread, once he followed him outside, if he did, because it's been conflicting stories, if he followed him outside like he did, eh, you know, that's that's a little bit more difficult. But the two the two areas that I wanted to address this on, Rozzy, one is nobody, like everybody that's applauding what this kid did, nobody seems to be concerned with how this is going to affect him mentally as the years pass on. Like, they're saying he's a straight-A student and all this stuff, and assuming he's never been a part of anything like this, this may gravely affect him down the line. But everybody's so busy cheering and, yeah, protect black woman, yeah, 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 which is great he protected his mom, but we also need to be concerned on how, like, he took somebody's life. That's not a small thing. The other thing is those people that agree with the actions this 14-year-old took in the mom. And I guess to bolster their argument, they post the rap sheet of the deceased. You guys are doing the same thing that we call the media out for when the police kill one of us. And I'm not saying dude didn't deserve to be shot because he shouldn't have been teeing off on a woman like that in the first place. So let me make that clear. But at the same time, if that's wrong enough for you, you don't need a rap sheet. You don't need to know that he's been arrested 14 times or however many times he's been arrested and what he's been arrested for. Why are we posting that? Like, that's the same thing they do to us when they kill one of us. Oh, he got suspended from school. Trayvon smoked weed. Criminalizing the deceased. That shouldn't matter. Did he do something that deserved to be shot? In this case... Most people say, yes, that should be it. Why are we doing the same shit that we accused the media of doing to us? That's what I didn't get. So now, it, because we know, unfortunately, it will happen again when the police kills one of us and they do that to us. Y'all can't say shit because y'all have shown that y'all do the same thing. That's all I got on that. Byron, you just said a mouthful. That's what I was saying. Like, if we want to hold a police to a higher standard, we got to hold ourselves to that as well. And, ah, oh man. But they're trained, this, Furt. Yeah, they are. I want to start but, that argument again. <laughs> but this, that black-on-black crime argument that you like to use, this is the poster child for that. This is the poster child for that. Well, y'all don't have anything to say when black people kill black people. And you're like... Well, you know, remember that dude in Chicago that sh- that uh, the dude was beating his mom up and he shot him and ran him out. You know, looking real, real suspect right now. It's like because we could always say like, well, criminals that kill criminals go to jail. Like, I, there's nothing for me to say. If I go out and mm-hmm. kill somebody, there's not going to be no damn. You know. I'm not going to get furloughed. I'm not going to get uh, paid leave or anything like that. I'm going to jail. You know, even if they find me innocent, I'm going to jail for a, a very long time until the case is, you know, they say not guilty, which is probably not going to happen. I'm going to jail. And in this case, it's it's exactly what, like you said, Byron, it's, hey, you know, 
they kill somebody. If if he would have used deadly force from the get go, if he would have shot him in the restaurant and that dude would have died, I'm like, he felt like he needed to use that much force at that point in time to kill him because yeah. he was violent. You know, like he's 14. Yeah, because I mean, use use of force law, like it, you can you can yeah. use deadly force to, to save somebody else yeah. and, and protect yeah, somebody else, right? Like, it, right like, then, yeah. like right yeah. then. I, I I neutralized the threat. When he ran, and like like I said, unless he was running to recover a weapon, and you can prove that, then that dude was fleeing the scene. And I hate that I, she put her son in this situation. That's like, my whole thing. Yeah, that, I, that, 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 yeah, I would have rather for her to go to the car because at this point, this guy has he's threatening you. He's saying he's about to knock you out. Did she mm-hmm. call him or text him? Or like, she, she texted him. Yeah, so she she texted him to come in uh, because the guy was starting to get like you know big with her and and start yelling at her and stuff. So like my answer is a, a little bit along the lines of you guys. I I do think if I was fourteen years old and somebody was hitting on my mom like that, I would have shot. Right, I, and my mom and and it, it's funny. My mom has called me to bring her her gun a couple times. Um, and so you know, I, I it, the funny thing about it is, I have been in those situations where I'm literally walking. It, it had, wasn't at a restaurant, right? But it's been at the house, and she's like, "Go get my gun," and I've gone in the house and got her gun and come back out, like you know, while she yelling and fussing with somebody. Like that has happened before. So you know, I for me, I can see myself walking out of that house at 12, 13, 14 years old, seeing some dude hitting on my mom and me pulling the trigger. Like I I I, I played that in my head like, oh, that I I would have done that. And so and even and that's why I asked you Ferg about the whole in the eyes of a 14 year old, him chasing behind the guy. At that point, I'm not even gonna lie, I probably would have ran behind him and kept shooting. Right? Like it, it's not this this I'm a grown man and I can think about, oh, I need to, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just protecting my mom and I need to stop right here. It's like, you hit my mom, I'm shooting and I'm going to keep shooting. Right. Like until you fall and ain't moving anymore. Like, so I, I get what that kid did and buff. I totally agree with you. That is totally going to change his perspective mentality. Like it weighs on you. Death weighs on you. I mean, we, we talk about it all the time and we didn't even cause any of the deaths, but we couldn't save the people. And so we still suffer from it. So I, I can only imagine being the person that actually took the person's life. So go ahead, Fert. So I, I understand exactly what you're saying, but it goes back just because you can relate to it doesn't mean it's right. Right. Like, and that's and, why, and, that's and why and I, I think had that's the what, three. That's why I asked the three questions because it was like that's that I would have done the same thing. Um, I I don't agree that it was the right thing to do. I I like you guys said de-escalation. She could have walked out. Like she shouldn't have been calling him in. All of that. I completely agree. I don't think that was the right thing, and I don't agree with what happened because of that. Um, yeah. but I, again, I'm not. I I don't hold that kid responsible to that because he was doing what I feel like any any son would have done for his mom. Um. <laughs> And so going to the DA and do I agree what happened? I, I actually would have wanted them to go to trial um, and, and let a jury decide whether it was going to, you know, then we could have got the facts, right? We would have known had he, did he chase him or not? Did he, you know, what happened and when did mom call him in and what, like 
I would have wanted it to go to trial and see and let a, peer, a, a, ju- a jury yeah. of their peers decide what was going on yeah. and what happened. And I kind of said uh, that. Like, I, I, I feel like that's what should have happened. I don't agree with the DA deciding, you know, just by themselves. Oh, I'm not going to try this one because, I mean, like you said, he, he did essentially murder that guy. Yeah. I mean, there's so much wrong with this case. Like, you're right. It should have went to trial. It's because it, it goes back to what, you know, I joke about nigga logic all the time but it 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 gets us in so much trouble because in our minds we this is what I would have did or instead of like understanding like you just can't do that because you feel like it's the right thing to do that gets us in so much trouble we find ourselves so far behind the ball because what you mean they, they arrested him he was protecting his mama no he killed somebody is what he did <laughs> right he he this is premeditated he walked in the restaurant he hey bring me my gun even in your situation you know i love your mama craig um <laughs> at the end of the day she put you in a situation because mm-hmm. She continued to escalate that situation. She's outside arguing. She could have went in her house. Mama, please don't listen to this uh, this show. She could have went in her house. She could have told you to stay in the house or not, at least not bring the gun. So if something would have happened, this could have been you. And, and you're my best friend. You would have still been wrong because now think about it. She's not thinking clearly enough to say my 14 year old son probably doesn't have the wherewithal to make wise decisions. You know why? Because I'm raising and I don't got the wherewithal to tell my 14, not to tell my 14 year old son to come to a restaurant with a gun. So what did she think was going to happen? Like, that's the real question. As always with these, uh, the bystanders get criticized, too. And a lot of women were criticizing whether or not there were other grown men in there that didn't step in. Um, because we so-called don't like to protect black women and everybody loves to pretend how they would have jumped in and did this and other. But I understand those who don't. I mean, because you don't know who they have to protect at home. Like, like they have a family that depends on them to make it back home and you don't know what people are carrying these days. You get yourself involved in situations. It's a, it's a selfish way to think, but that has to be taken into account at times. And yeah. I, I, especially with a dude that's sitting there yelling at a chick in the restaurant and stuff. Ah, and, 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 we, and I hate to say, looking back at that rap sheet, like that dude might have had a reputation in that community. Like this, this ain't possible. the dude to mess with. Yeah, he will hit you. You know girl. what I mean? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's the thing. You know, uh, it's so easy to say, well, shoulda, woulda, coulda. That's why when keeping it real goes wrong, it's such a, it's a hilarious skit. Because that's how we find ourselves, you know, like Tyrone Johnson saw this fine young chick arguing with this dude. And he's like, I've been in the weight room. And, you know, like, and next, you know, he's dead. Like, we don't know how this would have happened. And every I have obligations to other people. If I would have been there, would I have helped? I have a wife and kids that my life revolves around. I, I can honestly say nine times out of ten. I probably I would have probably tried to de-escalate. Ma'am, just go to the car. But first of all, you know what? I'll tell you why I wouldn't have helped. Cause I would have been gone. These niggas tripping. That is true. This don't seem like the place <laughs> I need to be. That's a good one too. I'm gone. Yeah. Like I don't know. Like I'm not a person that runs to the fight, right? That I'm true. not that dude. Like, yeah. oh they fight. Let me see who fight. Yeah. No. You know, yeah. I'm gone. So I 
y'all can hate me, ladies. Y'all can hate me, fellas. Call me what it is. I'm pretty sure you're going to cuss me out after this one. But I, you know why I never find myself in those situations? Because my spidey sense be tingling. I'm like, you know what? It's time for me to go. This ain't this ain't where it needs to be. I ain't been in one of those situations and or you know crazy situations in so long because I I err on the side of caution. We talked about that earlier. I err on the side of caution and I I lim- I eliminate myself, remove myself from situations where it could escalate, where I can catch a stray bullet. And white people, I told y'all we don't take anything seriously. Just like they made fun of the people in that submarine. They're making fun of the deceased. I've seen some memes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it is. Well, I want to see the jokes we make about uh, affirmative action being gone. Uh, oh, do you guys think uh, that's going to help HBCU enrollment? Yes. Nope. Nope. Okay. No, let's, uh, that's a new cup. Because to me, HBCU enrollment should always be high. There's people who, in their mind, who have already ridden off HBCUs as a lower standard of education. And this isn't going to change their mind. It's not going to change. They're, they're going to jump through they'll, the hoops. They, they'll, go, they'll go to another PWI that they can get admitted to. Mm. Yeah. They jump through hoops to be that they want to be with them. Yeah. Like they want and, to be oh, with. And for the listeners who's listening, a PWI is a predominantly white institution. That's uh, yeah, colleges yeah, and yeah. universities that are predominantly white. That's what we call a PWI. Okay. HBCUs, historically black college and university. So it's not really a question. Well, let's talk about it. What do you guys think? How do you think that's going to affect it? I think for those that are deciding between, because there are some students that are considering the HBCU as well as a PWI. And so maybe this may make them lean. You'll see a slight HBCU. increase You'll see as, a, as a, la- a last ditch effort, but it's not going to be the we're galvanizing and taking our black money and keeping it in our neighborhood. It's, it's not, that's not, it's not about to be a movement. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a need based situation. I yeah. had and to I, go to fam. And I, I don't had think to this is going to, I really don't think this is going to change admissions much. Um, what I think it's going to change is applications. It's going to change the money that they spend on outreach. Uh, again, affirmative action doesn't mean you have a quota. You don't have to, admit so many blacks and so many whites what it means is that you have to put money into your underrepresented populations you have to put money into actually trying to attract them so you have to go to the career fairs at the hbcus you have to say i am you know gonna do internships uh with these groups and those types of things uh i'm gonna use inroads to do my minority uh internships so that I can actually, you know, matriculate them into my company because I have an underrepresented population in my company or in my school. That's what affirmative action is. So I think that part is going to go where they don't go, come to the, the, the you know, universities or, or I mean, the high schools as much. Right. The, the black uh, high schools, you're not going to see the Harvard's there trying to recruit. Right. And that type of stuff. That's the part that you're not going to see. Um but the kids that just want to go, the applications that from that, I think they are going to continue to do what they've been doing and trying to, you know, get more representation on it. So you, you, you 100% sure on the whole quota thing because a yeah, white, I feel like, I a feel white like girl took Texas to the Supreme Court. I was Court just about to bring that up for because she felt like her spot. Yeah. She was, she was last on the list. I think it is a quota. They started, they started letting niggas in right before she got in. So she was number 
That's there, the, there's not a quota. They and that that's that's why Harvard and UNC actually they said they they said that their recruiting or their admissions um on policies weren't constitutional. That's why they, everybody's calling it overturning affirmative action. But that's what it is. Is that yes, the school can say. I want this black kid over this white kid because my diversity numbers, right? I'm looking for a diverse number of students on campus. And so I, I'm going to pick this white kid over this black kid or this black kid over this white kid. But that isn't what affirmative action is. Affirmative action doesn't make you do that. That's the difference there. Your schools and companies build their policies to try to get there. But affirmative action never in any case says that you have to have a quota or there's have to have there's not a, a certain dem- demographic right so what are the cases specifically overturned then that, that- it, their their specific recruiting practices so their policy is what it says was unconstitutional and so that's why everybody is kind of extrapolating and saying they're overturning all of because it's, it sets precedent right so it's they're saying it overturns affirmative action in general because now it's set a precedent that if you have something where you're using race as uh, an identifier or saying, hey, we do want to, you know, recruit and and bring in so many black students or a percentage of our um, population, we want to try to get to this using race as kind of that 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 weight, then they're saying that you can't use that anymore. Which it, again is an affirmative action. It it's affirmative action doesn't tell you have to do that. But what so affirmative what everybody that's what everybody thinks of when they think of affirmative action. So it's diversity and basically yeah, DEI at universities, and they're saying that you can't use race as a as an admission um part or, or part of admission. So that's that's the issue that we're running into is that now schools are gonna be like you know, and, and again, I think a lot of schools are probably still going to use that policy. They just won't put it in written policy and, and they'll they'll still try to make their campuses look diverse and everything. Um, but what will end up happening again is they won't they they can't spend that money on affirmative action plans and recruiting and all that stuff. And Byron, um, honestly, uh what I see happening, and maybe this is just because it's so new and I haven't given much thought, is HBCUs are a lot of HBCUs are full. Mm-hmm. They're full. They can't take anybody else. So I don't know. Um, maybe these black students won't find a home. Yeah, mm-hmm. but you know, HB that that's how you grow your campus, though. Is you're full this year, so you expand. No, you're full, what I'm you, saying, you expand. there there's a waiting list to get into fam. Like oh, yeah. housing, yeah. housing classes, like you only can get so big. Like it sounds great, but if your school only can hold seventy thousand students, I'm talking about you know not fam, you know, you can't go from seventy thousand to hundred and forty thousand, hundred and you know, like you can't find housing in classes for ten thousand students. Right. You know, like you're at capacity. Like this just doesn't make sense anymore, and you know. It, it it is where it is like fam was when it's at its largest when I was there you know uh, late 90s early 2000s fam was like doing it you can't get much bigger than that um, right. and right now but but they, fam but Miles College can 
right? T- uh, yeah. Talladega can, Tuskegee can. So they're, that, they're, that, they're yeah. getting full though. Like if you look at HBCU enrollment, it's already up. And so mm-hmm. they can't. So Miles, how many students does Miles have? We're talking about hundreds of students. Yeah. Miles isn't that big. So, you know, Miles lets in an extra 150 students. Miles is done. Like there might be a room for 10,000 black students across the country, 10,000 seniors. That's it. You know? Yeah. That ain't do all we, the seniors. Do we, good. do we go out and, and open more HBCUs? Or could uh, we even open? Can we even open an HBCU at this point? Nope. I don't even know if you'd get chartered and the state would nope. actually let you open a school. Nope. For it. Nope. Uh, then HBC, HBCUs. Uh, it wouldn't be HBCU. Yeah. It, <laughs> it won't be historically black. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> y'all got a black. black. Y'all got, yeah, y'all, y'all got that new. Y'all got a BCU. Yeah. <laughs> a black college and university. <laughs> yeah, so. Um. Cause they're just not, they're not opening new universities, right? They are, they are. There's there's new schools popping up. I mean, you know, and and especially PWIs are expanding. I mean, UAB has grown like twenty percent in the last 10, 15 years. So yeah, maybe maybe you know, and that's what I mean. I, I, I wasn't saying camp. I wasn't saying like the HBCUs would expand next year, but I mean that's how you keep expanding, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, eventually. I'm at I'm at capacity now, so I'm going to build a new dorm, and so now I can bring in another hundred next year or another two hundred next year, and yeah. you keep expanding like that. So I, I, I a, that's what a- I said. I think there is going to be a little bit of a shift, uh, and you, you like you said, we've already seen it where people are starting to see that they can get a quality education from an HBCU, and since they see that, we're seeing that shift, and I think this is going to even further accelerate that shift. Yeah, well, maybe I, I can see that. I just think the biggest thing is maybe a little too late too little i mean whatever too little too late yeah too little yeah. too late yeah whatever because you got to think about it if it becomes a problem it's a problem now like it's what about your daughter who's a senior in high school and doesn't have a home right now four years from now when uab south has room that's great for the class of 2028 but my daughter graduated 2023. What are we going to do now? So it's very, very interesting to see. Hopefully it doesn't have that big of an impact. And I don't want y'all leftovers on. Don't don't default to HBCU because you can't go to the PWI. <laughs> go to another PWI. No, I ain't even going to say that because maybe your parents, maybe this is your opportunity to get something that you didn't know was an option for you. So I take that back. Petty me. Stop. All right. All right. Let's go ahead and close it out, fellas. We kind of got a question in without having a question. <laughs> um, so NBA free agency is running amok as we record today, this this Good Friday. Um, and I just want to say, young men, especially young black men, get that paper, man. Get that paper. I'm seeing some of these contracts, three years, $126 million. Get that paper, fella. I should have shot some jump shots. Um, also, we want to get no taller. <laughs> hey, I could, hey, just spot up threes, man. That's all. That's all. I need. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, also, I, I told a few of my friends uh, the I was introduced to a snippet of a song called Pound Town about a couple of months ago. And for whatever reason, I finally heard the entire song. And, and for a minute, I was a Republican. And I said, you Negroes need to be stopped. Enough is enough. 
Did she perform on the BET? Uh, I don't think she performed. I know she was there. I'm not sure. She was there and they played her song. Yeah. And so she was up dancing to it yeah. in front of like some pastor somebody, or something. Like, yeah, some pastor or something <laughs> like, like that. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious, by the way. But uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm back now. But that That is an awful. And, and listen, I come from an era. I don't pretend that all of our songs were great. We had some terrible songs too, but. The first line of that song, good God. Come on, man. But um, anyway, shout out to the Inspire You listeners. Shout out to the Inspire You on air listeners. Uh, we always ask, subscribe to our podcast on any podcast platform. Three Brothers No Sense. We are always extremely grateful for you guys uh, rocking with us, taking your time to, to listen to our three varying opinions on different topics, man. So thank you all for listening. Um, all I got since uh, this has been such a heavy conversation about affirmative action and that um, Justice Roberts is a coon. Oh. I'm done. Wow. You, just, <laughs> you don't you didn't like his Santa Claus uh, hypothetical question? Oh, man. No, no, okay. I did For, not. So are we going to let the listeners know or <laughs> go ahead? Keep tell, guessing? tell them about it. I'm, so, I'm done with it because so, I'm so pissed in his like, dis- in his dissension. He kind of jokingly asked. So or, no, he no, didn't have was, a dissension. Yeah. This, 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 you know, what? I'm, th- I'm, I'm thinking about a different ruler. This was on the LGBTQ. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. When he was like, so can a black Santa Claus deny taking a picture with a kid dressed as a Klansman? And he thought that was funny. So, yeah. that that was I mean, the point he was making was, you know, people should should be allowed to. So he compared not. being a member of the clan to being gay. Okay, duly noted. I hate it here sometimes. But uh, you, um, I, so it sounds like I was slightly different from what you were talking about, Ryzen. You've been explaining. Oh, I'm just talking about how he 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 actually wrote the um the the finding or whatever it is um for the affirmative action case. Black man who Oh Thomas. I, I thought you said Roberts. Oh, it is Justice. It's Clarence Thomas. Yeah, yeah, yes. Thomas. Okay. yes. Yeah, yeah. All right. Let me let me change that. Um all I got to say is Clarence Thomas is a coon. We've been through that. That's 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 <laughs> just you know, he is I feel like they got Uncle Ruckus from Clarence Thomas. I feel like he is <laughs> uh no relation. Yeah, yeah. So Totally, totally was off. I don't know why I have Roberts in my mind. Um, but yes, Clarence Thomas. That's that's it. That motherfucker. I know you you might see him sometimes, but so you can't really say nothing. So <laughs> <laughs> um I'm gonna keep mine light. Um I'm gonna send y'all a video. Uh I almost pushed the the recording back because I, I wanted to cook this food. It's it looks like the best thing I never ate. It was a, a shrimp burger, a fried shrimp burger. I'm gonna send you this. Vi- As a matter of fact, I'm gonna send you this video right now. And was I it have like a po' boy. Nah, boy. I'm gonna send you this right sh- now. What makes it a burger and not a po' boy? Mm. You you. Oh, and y'all understand hot dogs are are tacos, right? No, it's not. Why is it not? Tacos are burgers. Tacos are not burgers. Yeah, they are. No, they're not. Yeah, they are. No, it's three sides. You can't have a burger with three sides. 
That's a, go like look a to pita. the go look to the well the American taco. Go look go look go watch the food that made America, and the way they made like the the dude that created Taco Bell and no. Taco Bell. I think it was like a taco, another restaurant before they had Taco Bell. He got the inspiration for the taco that we eat compared and made it like the American hamburger. Ground beef, cheese, lettuce, tomato. And the only thing different was a tortilla. It was something that the Americans could easily digest as far as the concept of the, 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 the toppings. And that's how we got it. So... I watched all that. But that dish. doesn't make it a burger. It was just inspired by a burger. No, it's a burger. Not a burger. It's a deconstruct. It's a deconstructed burger. And a hot dog is a sandwich. Hot dog no, is a sandwich. How does, how does it become a sandwich? What do you mean? How does it become a sandwich? Meat and bread. Yeah. But what makes it a taco? What makes a taco a taco? The taco Tort- shell. Yeah, taco shell or tortilla shell. Yeah. Okay, but tortillas are bread. And if you only have it in three sides, mm, it's flour, no, it's flour, yeah. or corn. Actually, most most tacos are corn. Yep, you're wrong on this one. <laughs> um, go look at go look at this shrimp burger though. Did y'all get the video? Uh, let me check it out. So ch- take a second look at this shrimp burger. You can edit all this out. Oh, that looks delicious. Damn. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Wow. With the bacon on it too, yeah. I I I just needed to see the picture. Oh, I'm gonna say this, bro. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> do they do they have those in Vegas? Is there somewhere that know, serves bro. that in Vegas? I've had shrimp burgers, but it's like they'll have ground beef like that. That, shit. and I've had like my uh, one of my friends with the person that sent it to me. He's like, I'm gonna send you. I made, he made it this past weekend. And I'm like, okay, yeah, shrimp burger, I get it. And because I've had shrimp burgers. But he was like, I fried. I'm thinking like he pan fried and stuff like that. When you see that, you be like, Yeah, how they chop up, they chop up the shrimp and make a patty out of it. So it's very different than just like fried shrimp sitting on a on a burger pat uh, bun. So, so is mm. it a burger like I said? Uh, yeah, that's a burger. That is that is a shrimp burger right there. The best yeah. thing I never ate. <laughs> yeah. You like dog everything about that. Riza, yeah. did you watch how he made it? Or or is it a sandwich? Because I mean. A fried chicken burger, burger patty. is a sandwich. It's a burger patty, but it's not hamburger. What's hamburger? Beef. Well, I guess you can have a turkey burger. So yeah, it's just ground anything. So it's ground shrimp. So yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. Yeah. It's a shrimp patty. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. All righty. With that being said, best thing I never ate. Three brothers, no sense. I'm gonna try to make that. Uh, mine ain't gonna look nowhere near that pretty. But I'm about to do it. <laughs> uh, I'm freezing my my patties now. But three brothers, no sense. Once again, we want to say shout out to Inspire You on Air, the new beat of the Bay. Um, by the time you hear this, we will be uh, you begin ready to celebrate the Fourth of July weekend. So I hope all our listeners are safe and have fun and big plans and celebrate this great nation and all the freedom it's and all the stuff that goes with independence day so all that good stuff but three brothers no sense your favorite barbershop style podcast six rules of podcast listen like share subscribe comment and most importantly listen again talk to you next week <laughs>